Hi there, and welcome to this episode 10 of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. I'm James Brown, co-founder of ADHD Adult UK, and sadly, as usual, I'm joined by netball-headed super geek and fellow co-founder of ADHD Adult UK, Alex Connor. Alex, hi. Namaste, pad one. Namaste, pad one. Yeah. I... It's really difficult to express. If you're watching on YouTube, you can probably see my the anxiety and the angst and the frustration I get with this part of the podcast. Ten seconds into it, if you're not, you might be able to you might be able to pick it up in my voice. But I'll calm down and say, uh, "How are you doing, Alex?" I'm really well, thank you. Excellent, loving everything. Really enjoying the response to the pod cast despite your best efforts to stop us getting in <laughs> listeners by being shit we're still getting loads and emails every day can i read one of them out no this is from a uh, robert from kidderminster and <laughs> it, it says it just says dear alex great show the james one with the big hair hasn't got adhd really he's just showing off so do with do with that yep. what you will uh, thanks for that again. Just for those who may not have listened to the last podcast, Robert from Kidderminster rings a bell. Rings a bell. <laughs> Same name as my dad, funnily enough, isn't it? But mm. um, yeah, so we, that one, I, that one's a great bit of feedback. Thanks, Robert from Kidderminster. I've made that one up, but what I haven't made up is this one from Lindsay, who um, wrote to say hello. Uh, Lindsay wrote, "I want to drop you a message. Friends have always been like, you've got ADHD. You have your knob." <laughs> quote unquote, and. She was pointed to our po- podcast and spoke to GP and went through the screening tool and was adamant that she needed a referral. And she says, I guess I just want to say thank you very much. The episode really resonated with me on diagnosis, I think, and it made me get off my arse and do something by chasing a referral, which I never would have done if I hadn't listened. Thank you. And we, I was so happy to get it. I've contacted yeah. Lindsay to talk a little bit more because it was an amazing email to get. Or actually, that was a Twitter direct message, but it's the same thing. It, it is, and it's lovely when we do hear that people have got anything any one of our 10 listeners gets anything from our podcast that's practical and useful and can help move them along in their journey particularly towards a diagnosis the the reward we get's huge obviously alex gets less because twitter's less successful than instagram in terms of our social media accounts but but nonetheless i'm sure some people contact him at some point um as usual these podcasts uh, these sham of a podcast are a tragedy in three parts we we choose a theme in the last episode we talked about object invisibility or object impermanence um, we start off by talking about um, psychoeducation, so some evidence base for that theme, and go on to some personal reflections. And in this episode, we're talking about um, a behavior that's going to be uh, familiar to lots of those 10 listeners that we've got, and that is impulsive spending. So we'll You're give you the, the word listeners, I noticed. I just wanted to add that. We hadn't, just, we hadn't agreed that, everybody. You, can, no, can you give me an alternative, Alex? Because what the fuck are you? If How do you consume a podcast? I mean, there's there's like, I mean, there's 10 listeners. There's one viewer on YouTube. So I'm not going to say viewers. We have thousands of people listening to this. Listeners, if you will. Oh, there you go. Thank you. And we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Alex, um, we're going to talk about impulsive spending. Um, we'll start off with the psychoeducation, the evidence behind this, why we impulse spend. We'll go on to some personal reflections in part two, which are particularly painful and expensive for me, before in the final part, moving on 
for top tips. We might find time for another uh, edition of what's James forgotten, mislaid, or um, lost, <laughs> lost this week. Um, but before we get there, let's start off with with part one. Let's get it kicking. So, Alex, what does impulsive spending mean? All right, so impulsivity is one of the three main diagnostic columns of ADHD. It's one of the three things that everybody looks at. This is inattention, obviously, hyperactivity, either powered by motors inside or outside, and then poor impulse control or impulsivity or impulsiveness. I don't, I'm not Susie Dent. I don't know what the right word is. Leave me alone. But impulse behavior is how your brain chooses to do something and to do it immediately. It's important that we have this, everyone, every human needs it, because otherwise we'd never have left the first mud puddle to evolve if we hadn't impulsively changed our environment. It is also important to have a brain that isn't always impulsive, that can inhibit those behaviours, because some of them are dangerous and we need to think it through. And obviously, guess what? Adults with ADHD are not great at impulse control, sometimes called cognitive inhibition of impulse. So we're impulsive already. This is a big part of the three main things ADHD is. And suddenly there are shops, not just physical shops, but 24-hour shops. And they're online and they're open in your own home at your lowest, your drunkest, your saddest moments, ready to offer you that sweet dopamine hit of hunting reward whenever you need it. So that's a double whammy. You get the chance to boost those reward hormones. Dopamine isn't the only one. We get emails every day saying, why do you say dopamine when it's a very complex series of things? Regardless, you're going to get reward from shopping and the impulsivity to do that more or less whenever you want becomes available to you. It's not actually any wonder that people with ADHD are more likely to go into debt. Uh, There was a, a study we read that suggested ADHD adults are six times more likely to default on debt than the non-ADHD population. So really, it's kind of obvious, but because impulse spending is such a big impact on adults with ADHD, we wanted to talk about that specifically. We'll do other elements of impulsivity in future podcasts. It's a good time of year. Sorry, sorry. It's a good time of year to talk about this because although now January sales have morphed into December sales and, and Black Friday sales and all year round sales. But traditionally, those of an age of Alex's in their late 50s, they'll remember the the January sales as being kind of a big opportunity to go out and, and spend. And actually, obviously, when you've got issues with inhibiting impulse spending, actually, sales are an absolute nightmare. Although you'll probably be you know, impulse spending at other times, it's, it's a good time to talk about this because... You know, there's so much marketing, there's so many adverts, there's so much thrown at you if you've got any kind of device connected to the internet saying 70% off, 80% off that it's really difficult to control the impulse to spend that. So is this about reward then, Alex? I think a lot of it is, yeah, reward and hunting. You know, that's what we do, isn't it, as a, as a as a as a species. And one way we can do that is seeking out shopping in general is an exercise in reward. If you've ever come back from the shops and gone, well, I'm not happy with this, but the the seeking of it and the getting it, the hunting of it, that was the reward you needed. Isn't the same as that serotonin happiness you get from the having of the thing, and then it can even lead to to feelings of post-reward shame rather than happiness. I hate that post-reward shame and self-hatred so much that I relatively, compared to most ADHD adults, you know, got more control over impulse spending, certainly than I used to. 
Having said that, I do own a six hundred pound surfboard, and it's sat there for fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! So it seems like you've moved on in terms of your ability to control impulse spending since the purchase of that six hundred pound yeah. surfboard. Because when I try and get you to pay for anything to do with our um, organisation, even if it's ten pounds a month, your initial response is, oh, "I don't know about that." So you yeah. you you do have better control certainly than I than I do, and I do I do wonder obviously. Um, we've talked a lot about um, how ADHD is defined according to the diagnostic manual, you know, the, the the Bible, if you like, of mental health issues. And because I suppose impulse spending itself is part of impulsivity, it's not something that's going to be universal. But I imagine that many, if not most, adults with ADHD will at some point in their life have had an issue with you know, with buying something they don't need or spending too much on something they don't need because of that reward that they get associated with it. Yeah, I mean, literally every human probably has. And I'm I'm absolutely certain that it's much more like, in fact, I know it's more likely in adults with ADHD. I hate the shame so much. So the reason I always say to you, no, for that £10 isn't because I don't impulsively want to. It's because I know it will tie me to you for at least one more day if I say yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Unless I could, if I could get a replacement for you for ten pounds, actually, I'd spend a lot more than that if I could get a replacement for you. Just somebody that's not as irritating and has a normal shaped head. That would be that would be an investment, I think, for the organisation, wouldn't it? Got a normal shaped head. Wow. Normal. I mean, right, circular is a shape. Obviously, it's a, a regular, a regular shape. So the shame thing, the shame thing interests me, because one of the things that we talk about when we coach adults with ADHD and in our psychoeducation, and this is the psychoeducation bit, is that journey towards accepting your ADHD, not self-chastising for the behaviours that that are clearly not fully under your control. And therefore, that, that's a really interesting thing to talk about, because if you do impulse spend, if that's one of the ways in which you get reward, get that, uh, again, it's shorthand kind of dopamine hit, but then afterwards end up not just obviously having spent money possibly in debt, but feeling guilty for it and, and feeling shame. That's a real double whammy it's, or treble whammy, I suppose. And that's that can be really damaging. I mean, it can lead to depression, anxiety. I, I think... We don't self-chastise, but we do try and find coping mechanisms and ways to avoid behaviours that are damaging to our health and pocket. And so the aim of coaching, as you well know, as we both know, is to substitute the impulsive spending for either a routine like I have, which is we'll come on to in the personal reflections, or a substitute emotional reward at the, at the, at the time that can replace clicking by now on the internet which is probably a really good natural time to take a break from psychoeducation. And that's the end of part one. Join us for part two of the ADHD Adult UK podcast, where we're going to be talking about our personal reflections of impulse spending. Welcome back to part two of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. In this episode, we're talking about impulse spending. And in part two, we talk about our personal reflections, the way in which impulse spending affects us as adults with ADHD. So, Alex, what have you got to share? Um, same as most of us, I think. I have a lot of stuff I don't need and I can barely look at it <laughs> because I, I, I got a little rush when I bought it and then... 
it came and the disappointment, the fact that I didn't have the money for it, the that borderline self-loathing and grief is strong. And I, I, I'm not very good at throwing things away, as a lot of us aren't. So it's just it builds. That's my main thing is 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 that. But the shame is my biggest weapon in my fight against impulsive spending and the poverty. I know neither of us grew up wealthy, James, you or me. And um, for me, my emotional reward that I do try and I try and find emotional reward short term, that's within the day. For anything that I want to achieve, I have to look for that, which I think is appropriate for all adults with ADHD. And for this, my emotional reward is that nobody has the power to take my house away from me. That is enough to stop me buying pointless shit I desperately want for about 30 minutes. And then if I want to still want it, I might buy it. Because, you know, that happened <laughs> and and it will never happen again. So I have two personal ways to deal with it. Yeah. The first is a hard and fast rule that I have that I often break, but try not to break, that anything over about 50 quid is probably going to be on sale two days from now for the same price as it is today. So I have a rule that I wait. In fact, by doing this, I've learned that Black Friday is indeed utter horse shit. The price is always the price. The second thing that I have is ask myself, if I was looking for a charity shop donation, would this go in the bag for charity? Because it's something that I'd be bored with in a few days. If it was in my house right now, would I stick it in the charity bag and, and, and give it to them? If so, I'm probably not going to buy it. That, those are my two reflections. I'm really, really good at minimalism. I control impulse spending by thinking, how would I feel if I if I was in poverty? How would I feel if I went to bed with with my credit cards full like they have been in the past and the feeling of of not having that is strong enough to allow me to go with the two-day rule james i'm bored with my own voice how about you <clears throat> sorry I, I wasn't listening to any of that <laughs> um yeah no how about me so i've never not had debt ever since i was old enough to get credit i've had credit and i've been in debt ever since and it's only when I got my diagnosis and started to understand impulsivity that I could recognize that impulse spending is a massive issue for me. I I mean, I've got so many examples. So I, I've got now probably, I don't know, 40 grand's worth of personal debt alongside the mortgage. And that's, you know, I've, I've, I've worked hard at that, Al. I've earned that 40 grand's worth of debt, buying lots of useless shit and holidays <laughs> and cars that don't work and, uh, and, and other things that I don't need. Some examples... I bought um, I bought four guitars during the first lockdown. The first lockdown, not the whole of the pandemic. The first lockdown, I bought four guitars because I already had a guitar, but I wanted different guitars. And of course, once you buy one, there's almost like a snowballing effect of all oh, that. I, I liked having that. I'll get another one. And now they're hung up uh, in in the wall in a room, and I never never play them. Obviously, I've got a series of, and this is a shout out to Steve if he's listening. Sonos speakers. Sonos speakers are quite expensive, and I didn't have any Sonos speakers, so I decided to buy them all. Buy all the Sonos speakers, so every room in the house, even ones we don't really go in, has a, a Sonos speaker in there, and they're all connected. And then found out that my wife has sensory overload, and um can't let me have music on in the house so i've spent thousands on speakers i can't use um but <laughs> I, I mean, you've I, got a sound bar though haven't you so that's good 
you i you know i haven't got a soundbar so i impulsively bought sky glass which is the new television that sky tv sell without checking first whether it would connect to the very expensive sonos soundbar that i had and guess what it doesn't so i've now sold that on ebay for a knockdown price um and bought two more sonos speakers with the money that the guy gave me for no. the soundbar. yeah so that gives that those are examples but for me digging deeper into the impulsivity of it my issue is that it's not just obviously i like buying stuff if i decide that i am going to buy something i buy it there and then there is no delay there is no pause there is no it could be any time of night and obviously as you said with online retailers offering 24 7 access to buying stuff i'll just buy it then and that is the big problem for me is i don't have the ability to inhibit that impulse spending even by five minutes if i if i internally make the decision and it's a quick decision yes i need that it's bought it's bought it's ordered it's on its way because of my history of debt, I never check my bank balance. And this means that often I get to about the 20th of the month and I start getting emails saying you've gone over or you're very near your overdraft limit, not just in your overdraft, but your overdraft limit, which is you know more than a couple of thousand pounds. And that's when I start to think, shit, I really shouldn't have bought that 200 pounds um, item, which I'm clearly not going to use. But at the time, because I wasn't checking my overdraft limit, I just thought, do I need that? Is it useful? Yes, I'll get it. And that it's a real, real problem for me that has had knock-on effects that, um, you know, I've not been able to buy things that I've needed. So when I've needed to get a decent car, because I've bought cheap shit cars for so long, I've not been able to afford a decent one. So I've had to carry on getting cheap shit cars because I couldn't get the credit or I didn't have the money available. It's one of the reasons that our house has so many things that need fixing partly because we forget they need fixing but also because i can't really afford to and it's more rewarding to buy a guitar or a speaker um or an animal mask off amazon and buy it there and then so it's, it's <laughs> animal mask. okay James, animal. We, ha we haven't got klaxon noises maybe you could <laughs> impulsively purchase a noise machine but we haven't really? but if we oh, didn't, yeah, I, want right. to, I would i want a klaxon for a wanky coaching question if i was coaching you i just i would ask what do you think might help you to occasionally stop one of those purchases, like one of those four guitars? What what might allow you to intercede? Uh, somebody bigger than me holding me down and taking my phone off me. I mean, we can find stronger, maybe not bigger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sam, technically, if you've seen Sam's biceps, Sam's stronger than me, technically, <laughs> um, but, but, but not bigger. But I, you know, I, I've tried some of the things I'm sure you're going to mention when we come to top tips and I'm going to mention. And the, the, the impulse to spend is so strong, the impulse to, to buy that thing. And it's probably for me that the, the decision bit, the bit where inside I decide that's something I need that's probably where there could be some work. But the second that decision is made, I have to. It's almost like a compulsion. It's not, not that I feel something bad will happen, but I am so driven to buy that thing that even if I said to, to Mrs. ADHD, um, oh, I'm thinking of buying this thing and it's a bit of money, and she said, well, we can't afford it, I'd still buy it. So I don't tell her it's pointless. It just causes an argument. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than for permission. So <clears throat> I'm... As yeah, as a coach, it's really difficult for me because it's such a strong drive to spend money to get that reward to think, oh, I've got that thing coming, and then when stuff turns up, because Mrs. ADHD is also an impulse spender, I get so fucking annoyed when it's stuff for her. 
So when the door door goes and I go down, I'm like, oh, and it's uh, it's Samantha Brown, brilliant. It's one for you, and it uh, the annoyance that my thing hasn't turned up um, is incredible. It's it's a massive problem, Alex. I don't think I'm fixable. You may as well just use a brick and put me out of my misery. It is the kindest thing to do. It is for everybody involved. I think so. Fabulous. Well, before we finish part two, we've just got time to slip in a quick episode of what's James James lost, forgotten or mislaid this week. Um, I think we're still on three as your score. Alex, is that right? Because you got it wrong in the last episode. So um, it's not a hard one this week. I don't think I don't think it's ever hard to be honest. But as usual, I'm going to give Alex three possible answers to something that I've either lost, forgotten, mislaid this week. So option one is the login details to one of my many, many email addresses at a time when it was important. Option two is to take my medication, uh, not my ADHD medication, medication for something else at any point this year. And option three is to post an item I sold on eBay to the point where a claim was made against me. So you've got three options there. Login details to an email address, to take any medication, of a particular type or to post an item I sold on eBay. I think the email password thing happens to you so often that you wouldn't even bring it up. It's a fair point. I really, really like the last one. Oh man, people being angry with me for things that I was sure I was going to do is ADHD classic, isn't it? It what was the middle one? I've got no working memory. Uh, forgetting to take um, any medication this year for a particular condition I have. Oh, that is good. That is really good because I know you have a number of conditions. Where I assume <laughs> you do from your face <laughs> and <laughs> neck. <laughs> oh, that's a really good one. eBay. You're going with eBay option three? Yeah. And you're wrong. It's option two. I realized I realized yesterday morning that I'd not taken I've got hypothyroidism. I realized I'd not taken my thyroxine since last year. Um, and that's after fighting with the pharmacist to get a prescription because I'd forgotten to get a blood test to get my uh, TSH, this um, hormone that, that they use to test how well your thyroid function is working. I'd forgot to get the blood test for three months. So that means effectively I've not taken my thyroxine for, for probably nearly four months, which isn't a good idea, to be honest. No, um, really? Yeah. So um, tough luck. Shit as usual, Alex. So your score is still three. And that brings us to the end of part two. Join us part three of the podcast podcast where we'll give you some top tips around the subject we're covering in this episode which is impulsive spending welcome back to episode 10 part three of our adhd adult uk podcast today we are talking about impulsive spending that means something to you should probably do trigger warnings we never do so the third part of our podcast as always after the dreadful game he makes me play is top tips that are the tips that we have or tips that we've been given by the community by our friends or family for this particular thing so james impulsive spending from the last bit if anybody listened to to probably ignore these but have you been given any tips that other people use or do you have any yeah, it's it's a difficult area for me because obviously it's not when I've solved at times, at times for short periods, some things have worked. So I um, I have a spreadsheet where all of my income and outgoings are recorded and then I can work out how much money is left over at the end of the month. And at times I update that so it's accurate. 
and at times i i've either used there are various apps you can use to to budget to to record what you've spent and to tell you whether you're getting towards the limit of <clears throat> of of what might be an overdraft or your, your your bank balance for the month and at times that's worked we've even had a, a book which we keep in the imminent drawer you'll have heard that in the last episode when we're when we're both really fucked when we've clearly just overspent and we've gone to ibiza and spunked loads of money over there i'll demand that sam and i write all everything we purchase over 10 pounds in a book on a daily basis because then you're having to out that purchase and there's an element of um you know having to to fess up to, to buying something and of course that lasts about three days and then one of us or both of us will stop writing in that book so it, it kind of will work very very short term um the but the the budgeting app again is a short-term thing it worked for about a month for me but, but but didn't take but these things might work for you so recording what you're spending so that you've got something for you or possibly more helpfully a, a partner to to look at to make sure they're keeping track of your spending and it's not to shame you but it's just it's to help you recognize that you're possibly spending too much um might be a help and just finally if if you do find out that your impulse spending has, has led to significant debt issues there are you know services out there. there are money advice services charities such as step change there are others who can help you in terms of dealing with that debt it's a real problem i'm very very lucky um, Alex, well, a friend of mine once described me as um, always falling in shit and coming up smelling of roses. And it always happens with my debt is I get to a point where I've got literally no money and then just a job or something turns up and that gets me through the next couple of months. So I've been lucky that I've never needed to use a debt charity, but I've come fucking close. Oh, that really is hard. They're not tips, so are they? The first bit was a tip. It could work if you record your spending. It just doesn't work for me, clearly. It makes me sad. It does. Because it's because it's something that I've had to overcome as well. I've, I, I want to fix you. You know, we cannot fix each other. We can only be there to support Sounds, each other in the community. That, that, Alex, that sounded vaguely sexual and vaguely threatening as well. I want to fix you. It's true, yeah, and a little bit Coldplay, which is even worse. <laughs> I, I can't even pretend I don't like Coldplay. Of course I do. I that mean, kind look, of at look at him. You are their demographic, aren't you? <laughs> I, I listen to it when I get bored with Mumford and Son. <laughs> <laughs> what are your top tips, Alex? It's another tricky one, isn't it? Very individual. So the thing before about me waiting a couple of days, I appreciate very much what you've said that, of how very difficult that is. I find an emotional reason for not doing that. I think so. So one tip that I've got that I do is that I have a list on my phone or whatever you like, but on me, it's my phone of actual stuff that I would want that would make my life happier. Don't necessarily buy it. But when the impulse comes, I look at my list and I choose which I'd rather have, the impulse one or one off the list. And if it's on the list, it might be all right to buy it. It makes It's one way of doing the thing which impulse spenders are supposed to do, which is make it hard for yourself to spend. There's lots of ways to do it. I read on Twitter, some ADHD adults freeze their credit cards in a block of ice so they can access them if they need to, but it's not easy. They're making it hard to spend. What you do with the book, James, the £10, writing it down, what you're actually doing, as you all know, is the umbrella term. You're gamifying your goal. And this is something that works really well for lots and lots of, of, of ADHD adult behaviours, is to gamify it, to make it a game to, that you can win at. To either beat the person to spend the less or mm -hmm. have the most things in the book or the fewest things in the book. 
the, the, the last one, which I, I would love for you to access as well, James, is, is to think about getting some coaching that is specific for ADHD. Because You're my... Coach, right. Go on, James, please. You're technically my coach, Alex. So <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if you're saying I need to get a different ADHD coach or maybe we Just need better, a better one, yeah, one better with one. any one. level of skill whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Apologies for interrupting, but carry on. <laughs> That's a fair point. I genuinely forgot. <laughs> yeah of course we need to put one of those meetings i am that's true um so so the wanky question i asked you earlier the coaching question which was what do you think might be a step to 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 occasionally stop you from buying would be the second question a coach would ask after why are we here and if you self-author the goal of trying to find something that will stop that that is the emotional acceptance that you have a problem and the first step towards changing it and that's what a coach can work with you on so there are lots of tips actually um mm. the 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 best one is to make it hard for yourself to spend i think that's yeah. how it is i we think normally I, do. I think if i got addicted to crack cocaine then I could probably use that as an alternative to buying stuff because i could say i can't buy more crack cocaine um, if I buy those speakers, would that be a reasonable coping mechanism? Would it be a reasonable? I like the idea that you're not addicted to it. You just, you know, <laughs> I help out when they. I dabble. Yes, That's... exactly. Just dip in, you know. Yeah. No. No, okay, it wouldn't. Uh, Your coach might enough. say, you know, maybe we could explore something healthier than that. <laughs> in, in that voice. <laughs> We, were, we we normally do product recommendation of the week here. I think the irony of that, James, is too on the nose to you. I think, yeah, I think it is, to be fair, because my product recommendation would be anything you can buy immediately on your phone, which uh, yeah. would be a bad or, idea. And, or crack cocaine. And or crack cocaine. Obviously, I've got a number if you need it. So um, thanks for listening. That was episode 10 of the ADHD Adult UK podcast, where we've talked about, really rambled on endlessly about impulse spending. Um, uh, I'll let you in on a secret. When Alex was talking, I was actually buying stuff on Amazon um, because he was what so boring. I'm not telling you. You'll find it later because it's for, it's for the charity. So as usual, if you've got any questions about this podcast or any other subject, get in touch on the socials at ADHD Adult UK. And we'd love to hear from you and we'll speak to you soon. Take care. See you next time. Bye all. <laughs>